You're listening to Let's Talk Cuyahoga, a podcast that explores county initiatives and pulls back the curtain to reveal the work and the people who are driving Cuyahoga County forward. This is a special episode of the podcast celebrating the ceremonial inauguration of the new county executive. On Saturday, January 21st of 2023, Chris Ronane took the oath of office in front of 700 family members, friends, and supporters in the Student Center Glasscock Ballroom at Cleveland State University. Here's County Executive Chris Ronane's inaugural address. And I'm humbled looking out across this room today. Dr. Bloomberg was right. I wasn't sure anybody was going to show up. I knew my own family would, but thank you to the rest of you. Friends that go way back and friends anew. Thank you, friends who are also watching from elsewhere. Not a day goes by that I don't think of the friends who helped get me here. You're all over this room today. And looking out over this room, I think of Newton's quote comes to mind, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. It's good to be in a room full of giants. Thank you for sharing your shoulders today and always. And Judge Michael Ryan, it is humbling to stand by your side. It was humbling to stand by your side in the campaign, Robin, to be with you all year long. And I'm humbled by your own journey. And if you don't know about Michael Ryan's journey, look him up. He's an inspiration, and I'm grateful. Raise your hand if you had a campaign last year. Thank you, colleagues. It was good to be at your side. Judges, state legislators. I think it was an off year for council and mayors for the most part, but mayors and council two years ago, and other state officials who ran for the state offices. It's an arduous task. It's a lot of work. We all were in this together, and it was an honor to be with you. And for those who didn't run and the public officials who are here that were here in support, and whether you weren't even in support, I just appreciate your public service, all of you. <laughs> in three weeks in, I can tell you, it's a tough job. <laughs> to Laura Bloomberg, uh, I was so glad to be at your investiture as you were sworn in as president of CSU. And within minutes of hearing the president's remarks, I think we all knew who we had in Laura, somebody who was gonna put students first and the community around her first. And you not only run one of the great centers of education in our community, but you really run a source of hope in our community for what you do for your students and the faculty that works with you. So let's give it up for Dr. Bloomberg as well. I know we're all, we're all glad you are in this town leading. One more time, if you went to Cleveland State or taught a class at Cleveland State, I was gonna ask the same question. Look at this, wow. Good to be home, Vikings. I have my Vikings pin on today, Laura, that you gave me. And to the CSU Jazz Band we heard on the way in, thank you, outstanding. Uh, I chose this place for a reason, which I'll come back to, but I also wanna say looking forward to Local Four, our musicians uh, afterwards, and to hear a little more Local Four. It gives me a, a reminder to, to thank the ladies and gentlemen of labor for your support uh, this past year. Thank you. Thank you. 
To Reverend Chalker, who gave the invocation, he's been a long family fave. My mother raved about you. As my Aunt Kay knows today, I wear orange for my mother, her favorite color. She would be so proud that you were here, Reverend Chalker, on this occasion. She used to come home from our church, the Old Stone Church, and once in a while we'd get lucky because Ken would preach at the Old Stone Church on loan from United Methodist. And I would say, I know him. I know him from the church in the circle, Mom. Reverend Chalker, he's so strong in his conviction that he was also strong in his commitment to his community that he placed a big digital sign, Judge Ryan, right next to your church at Pentecostal, the two gateways to University Circle, the other being, we just call it the holy oil candy, your point about the spire, but you know it, the United Methodist Church. And it would have a bright message digitally. And those to get through as a former planning director, Hunter, I see you out there today, and Bob, uh, Fred, we were always, once in a while, we had to take a break on the aesthetics of the landscape and say, let's do what's right. Because his bright light Times Square-like message board in the historic district of University Circle said, we're all are welcome. And that's what that was all about. We're all are welcome. Thank you, Reverend Chalker, for what you do in this community. Thank you. <laughs> Doc Channing, thank you. Thank you, the poet, original founding poet laureate of South Euclid for sharing your words and continuing such an important message about bridge building in this community. That's what it's all about. The whole county staff that's here knows that. That's what you do, and I want to thank the county staff for what you do. Uh, in a serious moment, I'm going to come back to, I'm going to go off script a little, but Mayor Bibb brought it up. The work of the county worker. They get too often picked on, pointed out for something that doesn't go right, knocked around, and in three weeks, I've seen the incredible work of the county worker. And let me come back to what Mr. Mr. Bibb, Mayor Bibb said. He talked about a young lady who's 15 years old who two weeks ago came to us homeless. We found a solution. But for kids in trouble in this community, those solutions can be all too temporary, and they need us again. Last night at 6 o'clock, we were back on the phone with county supervisors who were caretaking for the young lady that needed help again. She's with them now. Somebody was getting her dinner last night at the county. People think of county workers, well, they clock out at 4.30 and they're gone. This was 6.30 and somebody was out getting dinner for a homeless 15-year-old girl. That's the county worker at Cuyahoga County. Please remember him. Just like county council that's out here to give a hand raise, please. I think they're right here. Give your county council a round of applause. Thank you. It's a new day. Our partnership, I want to thank Pernell Jones, who's going to be with us in a minute with the benediction, but it's an honor to work with you and your colleagues, our colleagues, all of us in this new era, where I think our partnership will be really, really strong. Thanks to you. Thanks to your colleagues. Thanks to my colleagues, all of us. I'm looking forward to working with you. And to my friends, the mayors that spoke, Mayor DeGeter, Mayor Bibb, I'm grateful, not only because you run two of the biggest cities in the state of Ohio, we're going to get back to number one, but number two city, number seven city, those are, those are big cities in the state of Ohio that they run. And it's a privilege to have you as friends. I learned working for a mayor, Mayor Campbell, um, who's been with me all throughout the campaign, would be here today, but a fall her brother had, she's with her brother. Uh, I learned from Mayor Campbell, you guys have mayors, the toughest job around. You just do. If you're a mayor, raise a hand. Give your mayors a round of applause. Thank you, mayors. Thank you. Thank you.
I'm, I'm just humbled to work with you. And I want to thank our state legislators who are here. Thank you for fighting the good fight, especially the Cuyahoga delegation downstate. Thank you, guys. And, and, and lastly, I want to say, uh, and also by association with the, with the members of uh, our cities, our council members. I see Council President Blaine Griffin out here today. Thank you. And all the council members that are out here. Thank you. Thank you. Our judges got hard work, hard dockets. It's a difficult task. Thank you, judges. Give a raise of hand if you're a judge out here today. Thank you. I have to quick shout out to Administrative Court Judge Brendan Sheehan because I actually had to get officially sworn in at a moment you wouldn't have wanted to necessarily be at it. 12.01 on January 1 on the river. That's where I was, but Brendan Sheehan came out, left his New Year's party to come out and see me and give us the official got to get there because you got to start at 12.01. Now, I'm going to say this, and in the record, I'm probably in trouble with my comms director already, but for a brief moment in time, I'm not sure we had a county exec because the clock struck midnight, and anybody that was around the block had to stick around to see what happened with the football game with Ohio State. Well, that didn't happen until <laughs> 12.03, so the kick was shanked, and then we went out. So for about five minutes, you were on your own. Anyways, thanks, Judge Sheehan. Finally, my family, you're the reason I got here. Across these rows, I'm grateful to you. Uh, back on the trail, when people would ask me, how's the campaign going? Or even in these first three weeks, how's the job going? I had the same answer every time, and I still do. It's great. I have a great wife. To Natalie Ronane, who's my rock. She's been my rock for 20 years. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Can't believe it. I married her when she was 10. Uh, she's beautiful, inside and out. She's been my compass, my comfort, my soundboard, my humor, my inspiration all in one. She's why the trail wasn't too bad. She's why the job is great, because she's there when I need her home and, and, and in the work world too. We are uh, partners always. To my kids, Audrey and Joey, you're everything to mom and dad. You know that. You are so often the fun outlets and the humor we need in the day. <laughs> I'm going to come back to more of my family, but to Mayor DeGeter's point, I remember it was February 29th, leap year 2020, and I had to actually eulogize a friend right in this room and a mentor, which I'll come back to, but I was rushing into a crowd about like this for a celebration of life. I was rushing from Strongsville because Audrey and Joe had this moment where they were both in a hockey championship at the same time, right before the celebration of life services. So we made it, but then deja vu, Joey. On MLK Day, I had to call Reverend Cavanis and Reverend Phillips and say, it's not gonna be easy to be with you today. I have a hockey championship that we were in again. <laughs> so there we were. Thank you for being the outlet that we need. So, by the way, he won that championship. Congrats, kid. 
family, as Tim reflected on and understands, it's got to be a balance in public life. So I want to thank uh, the sister of my mother, Kathy, Aunt Christine, Aunt Kay, who's here today, came all the way from Rockford, Illinois, drove herself through the ice storm. Thank you. To her sister, Cindy, who's watching remotely with my brother, Mike, and my sister-in-law, Bridget. Um, thank you all that are watching remote out here today from other states. To my mother-in-law, Barb. To my Aunt Ramona. To my brother and sister-in-law, Maria and Sean. My niece, Mallory, who read. Nephews, Casey and Gannon. And stepdad, Leonard and father-in-law, Gus, thank you for you. You pick up the slack when we need it. You're always there. We call you the infrastructure. Can you give a hand and a wave and to the whole Dona family as well? Thank you. So my stepdad and my father-in-law are like dads to me. They have been here for as much time as I was with my dad who passed a little earlier in life. But their journeys began overseas, and he came to this place, America, that welcomed them. And theirs really is an American story. And I'm always listening to that story, always thinking of others who are on your heels coming to our country. Thank you for being there always for us. And to my parents, who both passed on, my mom more recently, many of you knew her well, but they are here today. My mom used to say, I, don't like, I didn't like to leave the party early, so in a way, mom's right here, dad's right here. They're at our party with us. When we were kids, my brother and I had a lot of rope to explore the world. I think that's important. You give your kids a little bit of rope if they earn it. I've got many high school and college friends here today. By the way, they'll always tell you, never call him exec, he's Chris, because they've called me a lot worse. So. They keep it real. The ones will pick you up no matter who you are, where you are, and what your job is. But some of my favorite memories from high school and college tie back to my parents actually giving us a little slack. I sold ice cream downtown as a 16-year-old. A lot of my suburban counterparts said, what? What are you doing? But it was great. A 16-year-old was given a key to the arcade and never abused it, for the record. But I had a lot of fun selling ice cream downtown, meeting this town at 9th and Euclid Public Square, the malls, and then I got smart and sold it to the uh, wayward fans of the ball game that were walking out afterwards, usually after a loss, but they had money in their pocket to buy an ice cream cone, and they'd had something to drink, so they bought a couple ice cream cones. Anyways, um, I bring that up because it was my exploration of the city, and it kind of actually, I think, early on, stimulated me to get into city planning, city management, and kind of a gateway to the job I'm in. Mayor, I'm not sure I had a permit for that card. I hope the statute of limitations have <laughs> lapsed. But anyways, because of the freedoms of my folks, I, I developed loves of cities. My friends back then know. My parents each wrote memoirs before they passed. Wow, if every parent could do that, right? Um, but they did. And they become lifetimes of treasured insight. Small booklets, do it for your kids, your grandkids. Tell them about your life's experiences. The title of my dad's book said everything. The title is simply, it's a little blue book I keep on the shelf in the living room. And the book title, those of you who were at his funeral years ago remember it, you got a copy of it. It's titled, You Are Important. You Are Important. My dad said that to my brother and I all the time. 
you are important. We thought it was a little corny sometimes, you are important, but parents need to say that to their kids. They need to say it to their grandkids. You are important, right? Let them know, let them know. My mom's was titled Mom Being Mom. And in her final words, in her last days battling cancer, she said, be happy now. You are my great adventure. Let them know, let your kids know that they're your adventure. We were surrounded by love as kids. It's probably the most critical thing in being brought up is that there's love around you and your education. See a lot of educators out here. Good to see you, Dr. Buddy, today. We were surrounded by love. So just a few more words on my story and what I wanted to convey to you today in the work sense, but to know a little bit of the background may help. If nothing else, I want to share with you the notion that community, we are community, is continuous. It continuously builds. That like the stage light, in the back of the theater that stays on, the light in our community stays on if we see it through, if we keep it going. This community has raised me with a constant sense of contributing to it. It gave me the chance to contribute to it and continues to with last year's election. I'm humbled by that. My, my sense of deeper community did begin here at Cleveland State. And I vividly remember a night after an urban planning class, Dr. Bloomberg down the street at Levin College, when a fellow student was walking out of class and I offered her a ride. Her name was Catherine and she looked at me and she said, Chris, you don't live near me. I live where you don't go. It was like a challenge. I gave Catherine a lift to her home, mayor, off of Kinsman, in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. That's when I learned about Mount Pleasant. Gave one of my fellow students a ride home. And we made that trip many times. We bonded, east, west, whether you're south, we bonded, neighborhood to neighborhood. One continuous community. So under the mentorship of our professor, Norman Krumholtz, and other professors, at the stu uh, students of the Levin College, by the way, how many of you knew Norman Krumholtz? God bless the man. We eulogized them right here in this room, February 29th, 2020. He just opened my world. I became a true Clevelander in the class of Professor Norman Krumholtz. He was 50 years ahead of his time, talking about equity long before in the 1970s anybody was talking about equity. He literally wrote the book, Making Equity Planning Work. The central thesis is do more for those who need more. Be there for those who have less choices. He worked for three very different mayors. Mayors Carl Stokes, Mayor Ralph Perk, and Mayor Dennis Kucinich. Three very different mayors. <laughs> but one day through Norm, as many of you know, I met the great Carl Stokes when I was a student. And a coffee with Carl that Carl Stokes gave me, and I said this so many times on the campaign, give a student a cup of coffee in a half hour, because it might change their life. Carl Stokes said to me, change comes in inches in this town. And I've remembered that every day since. Haunts me and motivates me. We've come a little bit further, but too slow. We gotta move faster, right? Change comes in inches, let's move. 
Thank you. When I was leaving Cleveland State and going out in the real world, actually of county planning, the mayor, or excuse me, uh, the planning director, Norm Crumholtz, gave me his final words. He said, get out of the cube. Remember the cubes? We're still in cubes a lot at the time. He said, a planner's job is not always behind the desk. Go out and be in your community. And I'd actually encourage our county colleagues to do the same. We gotta get out there. And he said to me, get out of the cube. Go see the world. Be in your community, be proximate. That's what he was saying. And my words to Norman Crumholtz can be summed up simply, thank you. It's great advice. So I have so many to thank for the chapters in this com continuous community development. Thanks to the late Stephanie Tubbs Jones. I was a high school kid. She took me in a class, she took me in her courtroom when I was down doing an observation of a case. She took me right back to her chambers. And then later we became friends when she lived in the neighborhood and I worked in, on Wade Park, University Circle in Glenville. To Commissioners McCormick and Campbell, thank you for giving me a shot. Then Mayor Jane Campbell gave me the opportunity to manage her campaign and become her planning director. I'm thankful to Jerry Austin, who's out here today. He's been a mentor. Thank you, Jerry. Everybody in politics knows this man, but if you don't, he's that guy behind the scenes. Gave me a shot with Bill Burgess, both of them, gave me a shot. It all built toward this day to become the county executive. I'm thankful for my friends that I worked with at University Circle Incorporated and the city of Cleveland and the county for helping us build this community. So when I decided to run last year, actually, David, it was two and a half years ago. It was a long campaign. I sometimes make the joke about, if you've seen the Jerry Maguire movie about Jerry Maguire and the goldfish, he's got his goldfish and he looks behind him. Is anybody with me? Who's with me? Early days as mayor and every other elected will know that there's not a whole cast of characters with you. You're on your own, right? Until that army builds with you. But I just mentioned him. He left his office and his good day job at UCI to come join me as a campaign manager and he built a great team. I thank you, David for being the one person aside the goldfish that came with me. And then we built our team, so thank you. <laughs> I've got lots of others down these rows I just wanna thank uh, that have left other good day jobs like the city manager of Sandusky or persons who've taken plunges into new frontiers at the county and uh, you know, took some risks with me. I thank you, all of you at the county at every level. We're here to transform the place. And that's what we will do together with our community. I wanna thank Devin, Zoe, and Sydney for putting this together today. Thank you, Devin, wherever you are. Thank you, Sydney and Zoe, and others that put this together today. Mary Louise, thank you. Thanks again to the transition team who's helped us transition, but it's not over. The transition is ongoing, it will be. I wanna thank our campaign friends. I think every row, every person here somehow, some way worked on the campaign, so I'm not even gonna ask you to raise your hand. But you know who you are and you know what you did. You were canvassers, you were consultants, you were parade walkers, you were phone bankers. Anybody who's just come off campaign, we don't do this without you, we don't. It's a team. So I stand on your shoulders and I thank you. Back to Newton's point, I stand on your shoulders. 
Campaigns are long. Ours was the longest ever. It, it might have really actually approximated three years. But on the day when it came, November 8th, 2022, and I remember walking in with Natalie and saying, our life will flash before our eyes in a nanosecond. We'll know whether we won or we didn't. I didn't know. But we saw the early returns and we made the calculation that we won because of you. Thank you for believing and working with us. Give yourselves a round of applause. We attracted an extraordinary group of champions, you. You were out for us, and now we have the work ahead. To borrow a nonprofit name I just love in this town, Facing History and Ourselves. Some of you know that organization well. But both our campaign and the work now has sort of taken us on a dual journey. I won't call them the best and worst of times, but the toughest of times in some cases, and the most hopeful of times in other cases. I think my job with you is to bridge those, Poet Laureate, to bridge, to take the toughest times and make them the most opportune times with our partners. That's what we have to do. On the trail, we immersed ourselves in tough discussions, longstanding issues of poverty in our community, deep faults in our justice system, housing disparity, escalating isolation and addiction, exacerbated by the pandemic, just on our heels. But we also encountered civic entrepreneurs, justice warriors, nonprofit catalysts who are helping every day give people a leg up. And we rediscovered the treasures of our county from our arts and culture to our parks, our waterfronts, our 30,000 small businesses that are the engine of growth in Cuyahoga County. We talked to mayors and council members who had something incredible to show us in every community of Cuyahoga County. And we talked to citizens who had one good idea after another. I distinctly remember one conversation with a medical professional who said, the legacy of pandemic is your biggest threat. The isolation it caused is the biggest threat to public health. He's here today. Joe, thanks for those words. Thank you. That is it, right? The legacy of the pandemic is our greatest challenge. But I took that challenge and ran on it. Channel the strengths to reshape our region and build a healthy Cuyahoga. That was our charge. The leading disparities of health were right in front of us. The canaries in the mine were our zip codes. A healthier Cuyahoga is a place where your health outcomes and life expectancy aren't predicated on where you live. We want to put infant mortality behind us. We don't want it to be predicated on where you're born, where a mother lives. We want to level that playing field. As Pastor Chalker said, referencing two communities 20 minutes from one another, Hunting Valley and East Cleveland, we want to see in those 20 minutes difference that that 20 year life expectancy difference is zeroed out, right? We're gonna put the Cuyahoga County of its past in the past, take the best of and bring it up. But the new Cuyahoga of the future, the healthy Cuyahoga leans in on our strengths in healthcare to build a greater continuum of community-based care where social determinants of health are actually improved. That's the new day that my niece Mallory talked about for her generation with Maya Angelou's poem. That's 
the new morning. The healthy Cuyahoga is all about full access to our strengths. That's it, we have strengths, but does everybody have access to those strengths? Building off the treasure trove of nonprofits that we've built from our community trust over the last century, I believe we can. Our legacy of philanthropy, see Dave Abbott out there today, his whole life in philanthropy, or his last part of his chapter of professional work, all of you that are in the philanthropic world, thank you for being our partners. Let us build the best public-private nonprofit partnership on the planet. If you work for a nonprofit, you have just made this partnership, at least in my mind, of what it needs to be. We talk about the public-private partnership. I want to talk about, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Cuyahoga County, Northeast Ohio, the public-private nonprofit partnership. They are an incredible network in our web of support. Speaking of the planet, I appreciate you out there, Director Foley, today from our Sustainability Department of Mighty Three. We're going to build that up. But speaking of the planet, let us look out to the fresh water a few blocks from here. Let us look out and let us realize what's at our front door. And let us own our own narrative of the place where the river burned to the place where the river returned, where a mayor stood up and said enough, and he helped us turn the corner. Let us claim our rightful story as the freshwater capital, because the story and pledge to ourselves ought to be leading the stewardship of the fresh water. That was Carl Stokes, as you all know, working with his brother to bring forth the Clean Water Act. But every kid in every school, and particularly our youngest kids of color, need to know that story about a leader, a hero in this country who helped bring the Clean Water Act to bear. Because he took our story and he turned it around. <laughs> Digging deep into history, let us channel Adela Prentice Hughes, who founded the Cleveland Orchestra, Garrett Morgan, who pioneered safer transportation and saved lives on the lake with his pioneering introduction of the safety hood. Serrano Fenn, right here at the Fenn College before it was named Cleveland State, who with a man named Sherwin helped launch the Sherwin-Williams Company. And to Henry Sherwin's daughter, Belle Sherwin, who was a hero of the women's suffrage movement. To William Stinchcomb, a lot of Metro Parks people here today, who left us the emerald necklace. And again, to Carl Stokes, who extinguished the legacy of the Burning River with his brother to catalyze the Clean Water Act. To Ray Shepardson, who just down the street with Lanny Haddon and others saved the historic treasure called Playhouse Square from the wrecking ball that was intended for a parking lot. To Dr. Kreil, who was a pioneer medical innovator that advanced hospital systems to put us on the map as a global healthcare hub. Now let's use it, first and foremost in our own community and then globally. These are the giants whose shoulders we stand on alongside yours in the continuous community of Cuyahoga County. We now have new community leaders like Dr. Laura Bloomberg, Dr. Erica Steed, who's here today from Metro. Give her a hand. Thank you, Dr. Steed. <laughs> Mayor Justin Bibb and mayors, council members, new state legislators and judges, thank you for your leadership. In the healthy Cuyahoga, we'll channel this new leadership. It's unique, it's a unique moment in our time with the opportunity to leverage the assets we've stewarded over a century in Cleveland. I firmly believe that you, hearkening to the quote my son Joe wrote, read from John Wesley, and I was sent that quote in a card 
on New Year's Eve, the day before we took office, from a dear friend who battled back from cancer. He was a, uh, he was a member of Dr. Chalker's church, works over at Tri-C. Andrew, if you're out there, thank you. Those words matter that Joey read from Wesley's quote. It's in your bookmark today that we leave you as a leaveaway. We'll do all the good we can as long as we can. Let's make that our pledge. We'll do all the good we can as long as we can and everything in between. Together, working together. Channel the unique moment in time. At this time, new leadership that welcomes ideas, insights, your work to build a better future for Cuyahoga County. A healthy Cuyahoga where our assets are strong, but we'll build a broader, more equitable continuum of community care. A place where our communities and our people will epitomize healthy communities and where we'll thrive. Where we'll have a new public-private nonprofit partnership like no other because of the legacy of philanthropy innovation and our citizens. And an innovation hub that will build off of being one big college town. That's what Richard Shatton said to me before he passed. We're in a big college town. We ought to act like it, right? Channel that. Retain those students. Help teach those students and keep them here. Yes, we are a hub of education, of innovation, a maker's economy. It can take us to a new level in our new economy and our core competencies, Beijing in healthcare, IT, sustainable manufacturing, the water economy. And speaking of water, where we will rightly claim, and I'm so glad the mayor said it. Thank you, mayor. Let's say it together. That we can claim our place as the freshwater capital of tomorrow. That to me is a healthy Cuyahoga, that we together will advance in all the ways we can, in every place we can, at all the times we can, with all the zeal we can, and long as we ever can, to our future together. Thank you. Have fun. This is a special episode of Let's Talk Cuyahoga. You've just heard from Cuyahoga County Executive Chris Ronane. His address at his ceremonial inauguration on January 21st, 2023. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is a podcast that explores Cuyahoga County initiatives and the people who make them happen. Get notified about new episodes and announcements by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments or questions about this podcast or have a topic you'd like us to take on in a future episode, please email communications at cuyahogacounty.us. This has been a collaboration between the communications and multimedia departments. Let's talk Cuyahoga.